This week on the Country Music Media Podcast. Extend the hand. This isn't forgiving. This is not forgetting. It's understanding that if we're not at this us versus them point already, some greater good can still come. Welcome to the Country Music Media Podcast. I'm Billy Dukes on Twitter at Billy Dukes on Instagram at Serious Journalist. If you're new, thanks for joining. I try to keep the conversation mostly positive, but honest, always respectful. If you're a journalist or in the industry, there was plenty to be learned from last Monday's interview with Allison Bonaguro, formerly of CMT. We talked about the art of freelancing for a paycheck and why it's very important to get paid in this industry. Seems obvious, sometimes not so much, especially if you're starting out as a freelance journalist. Tyler Mahan Co. from the Cocaine and Rhinestones podcast and Grady Smith were recent guests as well. Actually, Grady was part of a three-part interview series. We took a look at Eric Church's new Heart and Soul album a few weeks back. On Monday, Marcus Dowling returns to the podcast after winning the Chet Flippo Award for Excellence in Country Music Journalism. Follow this show, share it on your favorite social media platform. One of the reasons I started this podcast was it was sort of a, a low-pressure way to learn about podcasting so that I could do it more. And I've done that, starting this week at Taste of Country. The Secret History of Country Music podcast begins with myself and Addison Hagar. This is a quick conversational look at country music's most interesting people, songs, and stories with a real emphasis on 21st century country music. It piggybacks off the video series, and maybe you watched one of those three to five minute long videos over the last couple of years. You can find that podcast. It's live now at Taste of Country. Yeah, that's where I work. That's, that's who pays me. Interviews and features on Monday, news and commentary on Thursday. And this week, it was a lot of reality shows coming to an end. Cam from Team Blake wins The Voice. Chase Beckham wins American Idol. And Chase played with country music. I don't really expect him to have any kind of meteoric rise in country music. More tours announced and festivals announced to the point where it's now likely your favorite artist is going to be touring. If your favorite artist isn't named Reba McIntyre or Marin Morris or Ken Chesney, he or she's probably on the road in 2021. No Carrie Underwood tour, though, or, or no official Miranda Lambert tour. I didn't expect that, especially from Miranda this year. One tour that really stands out to me as interesting is Jamie Johnson hitting the road with Whiskey Myers and Raina Roberts. I couldn't imagine three more different artists, each powerful in his or her own way. They're playing across the country this summer. Keep a close eye on Jamie Johnson in the next 6 to 12 months. There's something going on there. He's starting to pop up like he's got something shaking. It's it's been a real long time since he had a new album. Too long, if you ask me. CMT Awards coming on June 9th. Smaller show, but last year that was my favorite awards show. Pretty entertaining watch. Kane Brown and Kelsey Ballerini going to be hosting this year. Morgan Wallen, not likely to be invited. For some of the reasons that Marcus Dowling will get to. In fact, one specific reason that Marcus Dowling is going to get to on Monday but this is where we're going to be today, and before I begin, I really want to encourage you to listen with an open mind. I think it's time for a, a procedural change when it comes to Morgan and his fans. A week ago, while I was on vacation, Morgan Wallen 
returned to the stage with an impromptu performance at Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk and Steakhouse. It's on Lower Broadway, downtown Nashville, a big party spot, has earned a, a little bit of a reputation, certainly well-deserved as some after some things that have happened recently. He played a few songs. Morgan sort of flexed at the adoring crowd from the balcony, head out, hung out with uh, Kid Rock some, and there's a little bit of evidence on some fan groups, too, that the fun might have spilled over for him at Kid Rock's house afterward. Of course, you remember that it was at Kid Rock's bar that he was arrested one year ago, and this was the first in a sequence of events that led us here, right? I mean, combined with the George Floyd killing and the Black Lives Matter movement, and, and this general moral reckoning that really started with Me Too in 2017 and has now shifted some, it led to some pretty serious and some pretty contentious conversations about how to respond as media when one of your stars uses the N-word and then gets back to business before showing how he bettered himself. That's where we're at. Right now, Morgan Wallen has not proved it. And I know Chase Rice and some others have said that he put in the work. I need to see it. Or I need someone with a real track record of recognizing right from wrong to say it. Like Brad Paisley or Vince Gill. You know, that's the endorsement you want. But you can add Chase to a group of artists that's including uh, Eric Church. Remember that picture on Instagram? That was no accident. Miranda Lambert recently let everyone know that the song that Morgan sang in a separate Instagram post was one that she wrote with them, and she was here for it. Sidebar, is Miranda going to be the one who takes him on tour or releases a collaboration with him soon? Something to think about. So the tide is turning here in the artist community, or at least some different voices are coming through. And, and I say all of this as sort of a recap. I'm not opining yet. I'm not trying to be an ideologue. In fact, in a second, those who think that I'm bashing Morgan Wallen right now might get a little bit of a different message. These are all facts. Maybe I omitted some facts that are a little bit more supportive of him. But all everything I've said up until now is, is certainly true. Morgan hasn't shown the proof that he has bettered himself. Does he have to at this point? Certainly debatable. It's been, what, two and a half, three months? I said he should go away for six months and then tell us what he's been up to. He's slowly trickling back in. But I still think until he gets back to official business... He does not quite need to show us what he's been up to. And right now, he's not officially back in business. He's just kind of fooling around. That said, can you look at Morgan going back to Kid Rocks as anything but a big old middle finger to all those people that many believe are trying to cancel him? I mean, that's what it is, right? He peacocked in there, remained very visible the whole time, as if that's not the one place he probably should not be at. If you're apologetic and working on betterment, empathy, and understanding, is that where you go for your first show back? Humility does not begin at Kid Rock's big-ass honky-tonk and steakhouse. The ease in which he's sort of moving about life, I mean, that couldn't contrast more perfectly with the anxiety he's causing those forced to cover him on a day-to-day -day basis. A lot of my colleagues do have strong opinions on Morgan Wallen here, but even those who are neutral, and a lot of people are just neutral, just trying to find the news in all of this, are struggling with this on, on some pretty deep levels. I'm not asking for sympathy. I'm just explaining. We don't have a manual here on when or how much 
to cover what's happening with Morgan Wallen. You know, there, there are very few people with modern journalism sensibilities and some old school principles doing this right now. So you see sort of a, a range in coverage. In the old days, that was a lot easier. There was an editorial and an opinion division of a newspaper. But today you got the same voices doing both jobs, often working for companies that are highly compromised. And it's messy. Is Morgan Wallen posing with Eric Church news? Is Morgan Wallen performing at Kid Rock's news? For me, the answer is no to the first question and yes to the second question. I believe an official release or any action that speaks to how he's living post-N-word video is news. Any of this sort of keep-the-line-moving social media content, that's not news. You know, so Morgan Wallen playing a few bars on Instagram TV, not news. That's hype. That's marketing. That's where the line should be drawn. What's surprising, though, is how much content is coming out and how it's working to politicize a, a social issue. And that's why I think those who felt Morgan's ban needs to remain in place until he proves he's done better need to rethink it. The CMAs recently decided that he was not going to be eligible for the Entertainer of the Male Artist of the Year Awards in 2021 and likely will not be invited to perform or present at the awards in November. Not a surprise. Falls in lines with what other award shows have said and done. Falls in line with what the CMA has said thus far. But this happened... Well, first of all, the timing of that announcement, little suspicious because it came about a day or two days after Morgan Wallen was seen at Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk and Steakhouse. But this happened as there is some genuine excitement amongst his fans for whatever it is he's working on. It's becoming us and them. And you and I may be the us, and we may be the them. It's becoming, or maybe even more likely is, a battle, not a conversation. And at that point, nothing productive can happen. Nothing. When we battle, all we do is work to advance or entrench our same positions. I mean, this is the nut of the 2020 elections, isn't it? And no matter what side you were on, last fall's election was a referendum on Donald Trump. You dug your heels in on one side or the other, no matter what was said. Very, very few swing voters in that election. Morgan Wallen is Donald Trump right now. Perhaps even to the extent that he's intentionally pulling some of these strings... He certainly looks like he's having a good time doing it. Digging in on this issue is not going to make him an ally for those hoping to illuminate racial injustice in country music. No one is going to consequence it out of him. He said a racist thing. The response was swift. Every outlet and platform that banned him had some sort of version of what it would take to reverse course on that decision. I'm here to say it's time to reverse course on those decisions. Extend the hand. This isn't forgiving. This is not forgetting. It's understanding that if we're not at this us versus them point already, some greater good can still come. Pretending he doesn't exist, I mean, that's not working. We've seen that. Ten weeks at number one on the album charts, continued success, and frankly, his don't-give-a-damn demeanor. It's hard to buy that he's changed because there's no proof. It's easier to think that the opposite is true, that he's yet to hit rock bottom that he's being propped up by a group of enablers depending on his success. Treat him like normal. See what happens. He's ready to come back? Come on back, son. He's either going to show change or he's going to be in the news for the wrong reasons again. 
one or the other. Playlist is songs. I think the market's going to decide if that means radio airplay. And I'm not convinced it does, because frankly, as someone who's seen the kind of traffic and attention that gets paid to Morgan when those stories are published, there is no win or no joy here. He is not a significant traffic driver in 2021. You know, and as far as radio goes, he's got some relationship repairing to do on some high levels in the radio game. You know, iHeart, Spotify, Cumulus. He's not back without some sort of conversations. There's way too much money at stake. There's investors at stake. I mean, he'll tour again, but I'm not sure he's going to be asked to be back on the road with someone like Luke Bryan because he can't be trusted right now. He can't stand, Morgan Wallen can't stand in front of a beer sponsor. He's a risk. He's a risk to investors, he's a risk to advertisers, but he's also capable of doing something really extraordinary. And that's become a superstar without radio's help. He could be mainstream upchurch. Think about it. If he released, if Morgan Wallen released a new single right now, would it not be the number one song in country music without radio or play? It'd be number one hot country songs. At least it'd be number one streaming and sales. He can tilt the streaming and radio relationship in some massive ways. And he's signed to a record label that is designed to do just that. By maintaining this band, we're giving them what they want. Side note here, Morgan Wallen fans, you wasted your money on those billboards. Didn't do a damn thing. Except draw some coverage from a few country-specific outlets. There was no disruption. You put a really confusing word on a billboard and spent several thousand dollars doing it. Congratulations. By the Numbers This Week finds Morgan on top of the Billboard Top Country Albums chart. I got a presser that says it was Alan Jackson, but Billboard says otherwise. Alan's new album, Where Have You Gone, debuts at number two, followed by Luke Combs' What You See Is What You Get. Chase Beckham from American Idol has the number one sales song with a song called 23, Little Bit by Nellie in Florida, Georgia Line, and Ian Flanagan and Blake Shelton's Grow Up Trail Chase. Streaming It's Forever After All by Luke Combs, The Good Ones, Gabby Barrett, and Sam Hunt's Breaking Up Was Easy in the 90s. Number one country airplay is Eric Church's Hell of a View. Most added Old Dominion, I Was on a Boat That Day. Number one hot country song is Forever After All by Luke Combs. On Monday, Marcus Dowling joins the show to talk about being country music's rock and roll journalist and about this subject, what we just talked about, how does a journalist cover Morgan Wallen? Big thanks to Billboard for the charts, Taste of Country for the job, and Erin for listening on her morning walks. Very grateful for the kind words there. And all of you on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Billy Dukes on Twitter, at Serious Journalist on Instagram. May was a great month for the show. Stoked for bigger and better things to come. Let's do it again Monday, episode number 62 of the Country Music Media Podcast. <laughs>